Fingers crossed. <laughs> it's, it's weird seeing you uh, in person like this because I've watched so many of your Instagram clips. I can't even imagine that you're real. I just I want <laughs> another one of your Instagram videos. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I try to put out, you know, good stuff, man. As, as good stuff as I can, you know. Um, I just want to wake people up, man. That's my, um, that's my heart in this. You know, it's a lot going on in America right now, man. And a lot of people have no clue what's going on. I still see people posting videos as if everything is just, you know, uh, normal. You know what I mean? Like, like we're in the past or something. And it's like, no, dude, you guys need to wake up. Like, they, you know, they're trying to destroy America. I, I Waking people up is an interesting thought. I don't know if you are waking a single person up, but I do know this for 100%. There's a lot of people out there who are scared and think they're alone. And when they hear you speak, they're like, holy shit, I'm not Mm -hmm. alone. And that is a huge comfort. Um, That is, that's a huge comfort. And matter of fact, I get DMS like that every single day. It sucks that I've been shadow banned so heavily now and my reach has been hugely diminished. But, um, but those are the, those are the, that's a pretty much, I get, you know, 20 DMs an hour basically. And I'd say five or 10 of them are like, oh my God, thank you. I thought I was mm. the only person who thought this. I thought I was going crazy. Yeah. You yeah. Must I, I, those, I, you must get a lot of those too, right? <laughs> yeah. I get, um, I get a good amount of messages now from teachers. I mean, parents, you know, I've had professors, um, you know, a lot of people are, like you said, man, a lot of people are scared to speak up, you know what I mean? Especially if they're, they're white, you know, it's like white people are terrified right now in America to come out and speak their mind, you know? And when they see somebody like me and, and it's funny because it's like, I'm just speaking what I feel. It's not like I'm speaking this. So white people can be like, Oh yeah, go like, no, I'm, this is how I feel. You know, so it just so happens that their beliefs align with my beliefs and, you know, it works out that way. You know what I mean? If if I seen any group of people being attacked, man, like I'm going to come to their defense, you know, period, point blank. And it's not just white people being attacked. It's, it's America being attacked, you know. So, yeah, man, that, that's just how I feel about it. You just you just made me realize an in- interesting metaphor. Let's say you go to prison. And you, and you have to choose, am I going to roll with the Mexicans, the blacks or the whites? And you're like, shit, I don't want to roll with the whites, the white supremacists in the prison yard, but you have no choice mm-hmm. because in the prison yard, like you got to pick a team, right? Right. Black right. Dudes don't want you. Mexican dudes don't want you if you're a white dude. So you got to go with the white dudes. The next thing you know, you're with the white supremacists and the way the media is presenting things. It feels like that. It, fe- it feels like we're almost like in a prison yard and they're making us try to choose a team based on the color of the skin. And it's like, yo, I don't like I don't want to be affiliated with those white dudes over there. Right. Like, what, what if you want to just choose America? You know? Yeah. What if you want to choose America and that's the team you want to ride with? That's exactly. Yeah, because I, I have a white friend that's been to prison. I have uh, one of my best friends in prison right now. He's black. Right. And. You know, that that is how it works. You know, I have family members who've been to prison. Yeah, they make you choose based on your skin color. And that's exactly what it is right now. You know, that's exactly how everything's like um, 
being pushed on us. It's like tribalism. You know what I mean? It's, it's disgusting. You know, Corey, many years ago, this is probably like 20 years ago, I read this story in Smithsonian Magazine, and it was about a professor, and he was an entomologist. He studied insects. Uh And they were talking about how minimalist his life is and how tight he kept his life. There were three things he was interested in, insects, drawing, and running. He was a marathon runner. And Uh so what he would do is he had this cabin in the woods, and he would go on this run that was like a 26-mile route, the length of a marathon. And every like eight miles, he would have a section where he would put like some rotten bananas in one section and then some rotten other kind of fruit in another section and something else rotten in another section. And as he would run to these areas, he would look at insects there, pull out his drawing book, draw the insects, study the insects, and then run to the next one. And he had this crazy tight life, right, that he was able to accomplish all of his goals in. Like he could run. Could study insects and he could draw, and those were his three passions. And I was like, "Wow, that's that guy figured his shit out." And when I look at you, I see a man who's a father, an activist, an artist, and a businessman. And you're and you're running all four, and you got you're you're running the same loop this dude's doing. You're doing all four in this really tight, um, in this really tight orbit. Am I seeing that correctly? Uh, yeah, I, n- I never really looked at myself as an activist. I mean, I guess it just is kind of turning into that, you know, because of the things that I talk about. And, you know, I I, I don't know, man, I-, I never really wanted to be political. You know, I never was into politics and things like that. You know, um, I would say that once uh, Trump came along and you know, just really started shaking things up, man. It made a lot of people like say, hold on, hold on. What's going on here? What, what's going on? What's that? What's that? You know, the media just completely attacking a person, you know, relentlessly, like no matter what they do. I mean, it's crazy. It's like he, he, he was the devil, you know, and, and no matter what he did, you know, he could never do right, you know, in their eyes, you know, in the media's eyes and, and certain politicians, it's like, so, that kind of made me, you know, um, look at things a little differently, you know, and also going to church and, and, and learning the Bible and, and different, um, ways to uh, navigate life. You know, um, I, I spent my life trying to search, you know, for who I am after, you know, I came out of the music industry, you know, cause I was in the music industry since I was about nine, you know, I, um, music was all I knew you know um and and that was the business that I spent a lot of time in a lot of years in I put a lot of effort in you know we ended up making it on TV and you know getting a deal and you know I was in the same rooms as uh Jay-Z and LA Reid and, and you know people that uh know about music would know who they are but yeah man and then you know politics came along and I actually was for Bernie Sanders I used to watch people like the Young Turks and you know people like that and yeah, so I just started researching things myself. I started looking into different things. You know, I started to actually read and not just take what the media was saying, you know, or what or what one particular um, person was saying on, on a certain subject. And, you know, I found out who Thomas Sowell was and um, looking into Booker T. Washington and people like that. And then I found Larry Elder and, you know, and it just it was like a snowball, you know what I mean? And uh <laughs> Yeah, so that it, it was like an awakening, you know. 
Thomas Sowell had a huge role in my awakening. Also, it sounds oh. like we had similar um, upbringings. As a, as a when I was 16 years old, I moved into a neighborhood. Um, I had a dispute with my mom. Uh, left my mom's house. Um, moved. In, my dad had a apartment complex that he got on foreclosure. That was in a in a crazy neighborhood. And I moved in there, and me and my dad and my stepmom were the only white people in the neighborhood. It was uh. on the Berkeley Oakland border. It was all, all all black, and so I started reading everything I could. I read Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, um, all the Black Panther stuff, Eldridge Cleaver, Angela Davis, Huey Newton, just crushing books like that, right? And then I would walk the streets at night and just meet people, and it was all mostly older men. I was probably like 20, and they were like in their 40s, and they had just tons of stories, right? Tons and tons of stories. And I, and I always rocked the, the Malcolm X shirt. Like I had one and I had to wash it every night so I could keep wearing it every single day. <laughs> and that, and then I, and that, that ran its course with me for a, a long, long time. And then, like you said, Trump came along and I couldn't stand the man. And, um, I'd voted for Obama and for Hillary. And then they started saying so much crazy shit about Trump that I started looking into it like this hatred towards Mexicans. And I'm like, where, how come I can't find him saying that? How come I can only find him saying, yeah, the we don't want their criminals coming across the border? And it wasn't directed at Mexicans as a whole. It was just like, yeah, that would make right. sense if Mexico wanted to get rid of. And, of course, I live in California, and so tons of my friends are Mexican, hardest working people, you know, in, in the biz. And uh, and then the same thing happened with the Capitol riots. Just to use another example, I'm like, where? oh, my God, I'm reading the transcripts on ABC News, and I'm seeing he said actually to make a peaceful march. And then at that point, I realized, holy shit, something is not, something is, something's not right here. Um, so, so I, I had a similar, similar journey to you. And then, and then someone introduced me to Thomas Sowell and I started reading that. And then one of the statistics, just to use a quick example, um, they would say stuff like, this is an example he gave. They would say Jews on the average make a hundred thousand dollars more a year than Puerto Ricans. And this is a huge disparity. But then Thomas Sowell would point out the average age of a Puerto Rican in the United States is 25 years old and the average age of a Jew in the United States is 50 years old. So how the fuck can you compare the two? And I was like, holy shit, at 25, I was homeless and at 49, I'm rich. Like, I totally get it. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. what? Like they left out like a, an enormous fact. Right. Well, um, what city are you in? Uh, I don't really want to say the city I'm in, okay. but I'm in, I'm in California, too. Okay. Okay. And, um, and, and why, and why don't you want to say the city just because you feel like, uh, it could be a target you, on you? Right, right, man. I, <laughs> I get, I get death threats, man. You know what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> I wasn't even getting, giving out the state at first, you know, because it's like, you know, I'm getting deaf and I don't want to have to, you know, hurt anybody, you know, like I have kids, man. Like, you know, if somebody come, you know what I mean? I, I'm not, I don't want to be in that. Right. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah, I just rather not I'd rather not go there. Right. You know? The goal is to make a more peaceful place for your daughter to grow up in. Right. Exactly. You know, that's the goal for for everybody's children, man. And that's that's the sick thing about what's happening right now, because they are going after our children with such like, you know, it what <laughs> it's scary, man. It's 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 terrifying. Right. And and. What I try to put out and what I want to show people is that you have it's time to speak up. It's not time to be quiet any longer. 
Okay, if you care about the future of America, which is our children, you know, which they're trying to take away from us, then it's time to speak up. It's time to do research. It's time to look into these things. You know, I just found this, you know, I was looking online and I found this middle school uh, teacher and, 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 you know, she's just all for this critical race theory, you know, and, and it's crazy because they can't see their, their, their blind spot, which is we're attacking after racism. Right. And no, they can't see that they're actually being racist. It is the craziest thing ever. Like they ignore white people because they're white. That is nuts. That is nuts. How do you ignore somebody based on the color of their skin? Like this guy was trying to give an argument, you know, in in the comment section. And the guy actually brought me up. I was randomly on her page and the guy said, uh, Corey Eshu, and he said somebody else. Um, I think Dan Bongino or something like that. And she was like, I I don't need to hear anything from white supremacists. Like, because basically if you go against their way of thinking, you're a white supremacist, period. And that's why white people are so scared to speak up. Right. The scariest thing as an American liberal I can't speak for it as a conservative because I was raised as a liberal in the in the Bay Area. Is you were terrified to be called a racist, uh. terrified, terrified to love your country and terrified to be a racist. Be accused of it, right? Yeah, terrified. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have man. I ha- you know I know I have liberal friends. Like I didn't. I would say we we grew up conservative. Like we grew up Christian, but not really. Like like my grandfather was a pastor, right? But we didn't live that lifestyle. Like my mom tried to take us to church when we were younger. My mom and dad did. But, you know, as we started to get older, you know, around 14, 15, it's like that wasn't happening anymore. You know, it, it was, you know, uh, strictly music, you know, drugs and, and, and rock and roll once you got to a certain age. You know what I mean? So it's like we didn't grow up conservative. You know, I, I can't say that. You know what I mean? Because we didn't grow up living a Christian lifestyle. So it's like, yeah, man, I, I believe you. Cause I talked to my friends that are, that are liberals. I've, I actually have a friend um, up North right now, man. And I'm showing him all this stuff because he was super into the black lives matter stuff. And he's like, black lives matters for black lives. I'm like, bro, I'm black. And I'm telling you, they are not for black lives. Are you hearing me? You know what I mean? And it really took for me to break certain things down him and show them the video of saying, uh, the founder saying she was a Marxist and he was like, he had no idea. Like people are clueless. They have no idea. You know, they're just a part of this movement because they think it's for black lives. You know, they think critical race theory is for black people. No, it is the opposite. It is for the destruction of us. Do you think they mean well? Do you like, I I believe that they that they that they actually as they as they propagate and promote racism they actually are clueless that the vast vast majority actually think that while they hold their foot on the neck of humanity and black skinned people they actually think they're helping as yeah they, it, it's it's like hey I feel sorry for you like they they don't realize that they're projecting that and like psychologically holding people down. A lot of it is like projecting their own racism, like like Ibram uh, X. Kendi and um, Robin D'Angelo. You know, it's like it's proje- Ibram X. Kendi is an admitted racist, like he's an admitted racist. Um, Robin D'Angelo said she, you know, is in a room uh, full of black people and feel uncomfortable. Like they're projecting their racism onto everyone else. 
and our 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 children are being indoctrinated with this stuff. They have they have kids books um, with Ibram X Kendi, right? And people are learning this stuff. They have they have uh, kids notebooks with with black fists, the communist fists on the front, the Black Lives Matter, and it's like you know they're just trying to indoctrinate people, man, and and they don't understand. A lot of the teachers don't even understand what they're teaching. You're not helping black people. You are not. What are they doing? They are pushing. They are pushing the coming uh, destruction of America. That, that's what they're pushing. They're pushing Marxism. They're pushing communism. We've seen how that's turned out in other countries, man, in other places. Like we've seen what has happened. Why can't like like people don't want to do the research and things. They just want to feel comfortable. You know, they feel comfortable saying I'm fighting for a cause and I'm fighting for black people. But and that's what my main thing is, just, you know, showing people. The truth, man, is showing people the truth. My my grandfather was, you know, kicked out of his his country for for speaking the truth, you know, because he preached what he believed. Which country was that? Barbados, you know. So it's like, yeah, man, I, <laughs> you know, I come from that. You know, I come from you know speaking your mind and 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 what you believe in, no matter who's coming against you, you so- know. So you're saying they're leveraging racism like a Trojan horse to put they're leveraging racism to um, push Marxist agenda. And, and, and the sad part is, is most people and, and, and probably I fall into this category, don't even fully understand what that means. Right. Because most people don't even know what Marxism is, means. Right. They just think, OK, whatever. I'm just going to go about my business. I just I just want to keep my head low. And I would have kept my head low if I didn't have kids. I'm Armenian. My family's here because they escaped the genocide and my wife is Jewish. And, you know, we all know what happened over there. And now I have three little boys, three little Jew boys. And like, I can't, I can't, I can't have, I can't have any, it's a slippery slope, right? You fight racism with racism and the winner is guess what? Nobody left. It's a racist. (laughs) No matter matter who wins that war, it's a racist. If you fight racism with racism, right. How how many kids do you have? Uh, three. So I have a baby. I have a mm-hmm. one. Uh, no, she just turned two months. I have a three year old. She just turned three. And then royalty, the one that you know people have seen in my videos. Um, she just she's turning seven. So I have three girls. Oh wow! Congratulations. <laughs> that is. Awesome. Thank you. And, and how Thank old are you? Um, I'm 32. I just yeah. turned 32. Damn, you are at 32. What was I doing? I think I was living at home. I was back at home at my mom's house. She was probably trying to kick me out for like the third or fourth time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you, um, how did, so, so I, I'm getting the impression that even though you were brought up in a Christian house and you you said your dad was a pastor. No, no, my, my grandfather was a pastor. My, my dad took a, a different route, you know. He's he's on the right path now, but he took a a different route. <laughs> Is he in your life now? Yeah, yeah. My dad's uh, been in my life. You know, he was out of my life for a few years, but you know that was because of certain things he did. But I was younger. Is he um, proud of you now? Are your mom and dad proud of you? Absolutely. You know, um, <laughs> actually, you know, they're super proud of me. You know, I I can say my dad wasn't really on the. The Trump thing at first, you know, because my dad was like really militant black, you know, like you were saying with the, you know, the MLK and, and the Black Panthers and, 
you know, my dad was in there. I actually posted a picture of him from back in the day, you know, um, on, on Father's Day. And, you know, he was in the public enemy and, you know, all these different types of things. So, you know, he definitely taught us some of that, you know. Oh. You vanished. And you're back. Okay. Yeah, you're back. All right. Yeah. So my dad taught us um, some of that stuff growing up, you know, black power and things like that. Um, so, yeah, man. I, I And that's the funny thing to me when people, you know, get on my page and they, they have no idea like what I come from. You know, they have no idea what I know. You know, they just assume that I, that I'm doing this um, because uh, white people want me to do it. No, I have, found the truth right i found the truth and and they say no the bible says the truth will set you free right so in 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 my mind i am setting people free from the the prison of seeing racism and everything and everywhere right and and believing that all white people no matter what are racist and black people are oppressed no matter what like Come on, man. No, we have black billionaires like 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 I just put out a, a post of the black congresswoman who, you know, tweeted out that black people aren't free in America. You're a black congresswoman living your best life in America, saying black people aren't free. In America. That is so crazy. I can just imagine her with her feet kicked up, you know, eating ice cream and her. You know what I mean? Like it's living in luxury and. You know, sitting here saying that black people aren't free in America. It's crazy, you know? Like I, I come from the inner city, you know what I mean? I, I grew up in the inner city. You know, I know, I know uh my I have brothers that <laughs> were in and out of prison constantly. Actually, I have a brother in prison right now. Um, my other brother, you know, passed away, and I have another brother who was murdered. But um, yeah, man, I I, I know about all of that stuff, man, and I know that. What Black Lives Matter is pushing and what Antifa is pushing and these different groups and what they're pushing with critical race theory in the schools. I know that it is not for the betterment of black people and they're using us. They are using us to push their agenda and what they want to go through. You know, I'm not going to say that everybody in in Black Lives Matter movement don't know what uh, Marxism is and communism is and, and aren't pushing that because they believe that's a better system than what we have now there are people in the movement you know the the founder came out and you know said it so yeah man i just it it, it can get you know overwhelming at times you know but but i just keep pushing there, there is a thing there is a thing by the nature of human beings that we're all going to be prejudiced and it's and it's not a um it's not a bad it's not a bad thing for example you are, let's say you're in San Diego. I used to live in San Diego. And if you see a snake and it's got a wide mandible, like you stay the fuck away from it. That means it's, it's a rattlesnake, right? It's got, it's, you know, you know, it has um, teeth. You see a guy driving down this street with a truck and he's got a lawnmower in the back. Uh, you assume that he's a gardener. Um, you know, uh, my dad came from the Middle East and he opened up a wine and cheese and liquor store. Well, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, you go to UC Riverside where 90% and I don't know if it's Riverside or Irvine where like 80 or 90% of the students there are Asian. If someone asks you to close your eyes 
and I'll give you a million dollars if you bump into someone and guess their ethnicity and you guess Asian. That's not, it's not, there, there, there is a, there's a pressure we're putting on ourselves. That's, that's like unrealistic. Like, Hey, we are still just people. It's okay to use your judgment. You see three guys walking towards you. Their pants are hanging down. They're they're They keep w- watching you and you can see their underwear and they're 17 years old and you're walking by a park in your neighborhood. Like, yeah, cross the street. I don't care if they're white, black, Mexican, that, whatever. Yeah, it's like, like that's like, the thing, it's okay, man. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's that, okay. And, just and being, it's like you got to be aware, man. You got to be aware. Yeah, like, I, but what I think it is is that they feel that they can eradicate these things. They feel like they can completely eradicate poverty. They feel like they can completely eradicate racism. But I, I also posted a video with Denzel saying, like, why don't we just teach our children? better why don't we all just teach our children better everybody that wants to you know or feels like they can completely eradicate these bad things why don't we teach our children better because it starts in the home it starts in the home it starts with us coming together you know mother and father and staying together it's not easy it's hard it It can be extremely hard but it can be extremely beautiful and lovely you know so I've seen, you know, I've seen my mom and dad go through it throughout the years. You know what I mean? Everything wasn't, you know, peaches and tree. Like, they've been through a lot of, you know. Are they still together? Turmoil. Yeah, they, they're together. Shit, they're together. Wow. They've been together for years, man. You know, so it's like, you know, it's just, that's where it starts, man. And I think they don't want to, like, acknowledge that. They don't want to acknowledge that it starts in the home, but it really does, man. It's like, then you go on the Black Lives Matter you know, a uh, website and they took it down now, but you know, the destruction of the nuclear family and things, why did they have that up there? Okay. Why did you guys have the destruction of the, you know, Americanized nuclear family or whatever? Like, you know, mom Emotion, and dad. Emotional in the appeal to people who don't have a dad at home. Right. To say, that, it's, to say it's okay. It's that, not okay. Right. It's, it's not okay. It's not okay at all. My, one of my good friends right now, if he had his mother, and father and he was raised with his mother and father i don't believe that he'd be doing the time he's doing right now he's doing 15 years so you know it's like i don't believe he'd be going through that right now if he had his mom and his dad he had his mom but his mom was in the hood too and his mom was was street you know she was a lovely lady you know i i really um i love her i have love for her you know what i mean but yeah if he had his father you know his father actually uh, died when he was younger you know what I mean he didn't have any but you know it's like the choices we make you know in life man can have a a serious impact on our children you know what I mean that's another thing you know um we, we have to make better choices man we have to make better choices it's it's um the the stat that transcends skin color every time and I don't know why they talk about skin color Ever again, once you know this, and this is once again to Thomas Sowell, is 85% of the people in prison didn't have a mother and father at home. They were mm, missing one. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. And, 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 mm-hmm. it's, and, and it's crazy. You can it, it goes everywhere. It's even to cancer rates and obesity and all of these things. Like, and, and the same thing was with the COVID response. They keep saying this thing is more dangerous for blacks or Mexicans. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're blacks or Mexicans. It has to do with the fact of what they're eating. Health, has, yeah. Yeah, it has nothing right. to do right. with and so, or And so they give these correlates to manipulate the masses when it's like, hey, it, 
we can give you data that transcends skin color. Have both your parents at home, and all of a sudden, your chances for everything go up. Your average earning, your ability to stay out of jail, your chances of getting killed, being killed. But for some reason, we're fixated on skin color. I, I saw today just now as I was walking over here to do the podcast with you, it said um, – I saw on a screen on Alexa, it said Spike Lee becomes the first black man to become the head of the Cannes Film Festival jury or something. He got some prominent role there. And I'm thinking to myself, even that, like, what do I like? Why doesn't it just say Spike, Spike Lee becomes head of famous director Spike Lee of Malcolm X and uh, whatever his name, riddle off a few of his movies, becomes the head of... Um, the cons film festival. Why do they have to say he's a black man? It's 2021. What do you think about that? You think it's important um, to celebrate that? Or is that even that is like subtly it, it's like, like who gives a, who gives a shit? Um, or no black people do black people care. You okay. know what I mean? I, I can't say that I care. You know what I mean? But I know, and I also can't speak for every black person. You know what I mean? But I know what I grew up, uh, grew up around, you know what I mean? What, what I seen, you know, uh, I would say that they want to see that. You know what I mean? They want to see that. I don't really care. Listen, man, I, I, I really I want to see it too. I want to see it too. I was so excited when Obama became president, especially right. for two terms. I was like, fuck, thank God we made it. And then it. look what he did. And look what he did. He was supposed to be this, you know, savior, you know what I mean? Uh, change and this and it. Like he look, man, he brought change, but it wasn't for the black community. Everybody vote look, black people voted for him because he was black. Okay. But what did he do for black people? At the end of the day, we still in the same situation. Look at Chicago. Chicago, Mike. Look at Chicago. I just put it out yesterday. 104 over the weekend, 104 shootings over the weekend, man. Like, come on, man. Babies getting murdered. Babies getting murdered. Okay. So it's like. And then we keep voting these same people in. And it's like, and then Buffalo, I think it was Buffalo, New York. You know, they just uh, voted in a socialist or something like that. And it's like, oh, we're voting for the same people, man. It's the same thing. Actually, it's worse. It's, it's getting, it's digressing. It's like, you know, it's getting worse. We're voting, we're voting for worse candidates. If If you had like, if you if you let the, the, let's say they instead of what the trillions of dollars they spent on COVID response, they peeled off a trillion dollars and they said, hey, Corey, we're going to give you a trillion dollars. And with that, you could build a hundred million dollar boys and girls club in every county in the country. Or, Corey, you could offer counseling to every single married couple in the in the United States for free. Or if you could be like, hey, Corey, you could give food. Um, steak and broccoli to every family to eat for the next five years. Like, how, do you have any idea what what would be the most impactful thing to to get change? Do you have Do you have any thoughts on that? That's okay. So, I think we just need opportunities, man. I, I really do. I, I think we need opportunity. You know, I think we need we need better leaders. We need better leaders, man. Like the people we have right now just want to focus on white supremacy, you know, and, and, and telling us that the white man is holding us back. The white man, the white man, the white man. It's not the white man. It is 
Democrat policy that has destroyed us, right? It, it's, it's welfare that has destroyed us. You know, it, it's, it's single parent, um, um, kids being raised by single parents that has destroyed us, man. Not having a father that's destroyed us. So I, my thing would be, man, if somebody gave me a trillion dollars, that, that's hard to think. I never thought about that before, actually. Somebody gave me a trillion dollars, man. It would just be. If you're going to be president of the United States, Corey. You better think about that. <laughs> I, I, man, I wouldn't want to be president, honestly. I wouldn't want to be president, but I would want to back candidates like, you know, Robbie Starbucks, somebody that I actually uh, posted. Man, I think he really has America's, you know, best interests at heart, you know, and I would want to get people in there that actually know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't want to be president because I need to learn and I have a lot to learn. You know, I'm 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 not trying to throw myself in into uh, into office without knowing everything I need to know first. You know, Let, let's say let's say that they're let's say that they're right. Let's say that they're this country is filled with white supremacists holding holding the black man down. And still what they're doing is horrible. They've, that still what they're doing is horrible. Right. Like. Like, like, because all they all they would be doing is uh, switching it around. You see what I'm saying? Then you would become the oppressors, which they are becoming the oppressors. You see what I'm saying? That that's all they're doing is turning it around. So it would go from if they're right that the white man is holding the black man down, it would go from the black man holding the white man down. In that case, you see what I'm saying? So that's okay with you though. That's fine. You know what I mean? That would be fine. And and why aren't you giving the tools instead instead of instead of beating down? God, I hate even talking like this. But instead of beating the white man down, why not give the the, the black man tools to excel? A friend of mine told me this: You want to see a society that's in complete shit and chaos? And I go, Yeah. What he goes, the marker is is when you see sixteen the 35 year old men with nothing to do. And I think mm. you touched on that. People need opportunity. Right. And so if you have all of these these young men who are 16 to 35 who don't have opportunity then then they're going to come up with their own opportunity. Right. I, I mean, think I, I actually I don't know posted- if you did it but I sold a lot of fucking weed. When I, I my dad wasn't at home and my mom worked my mom was a workaholic and my dad was a workaholic and I only saw my dad on the weekends. And so I did I did all sorts of bad shit. I didn't I didn't normally wasn't involved normally in hurting people, but I was breaking the law constantly. Right. And why? Because I didn't have direction. I wasn't involved in sports. I wasn't engaged in school. I wasn't like I, I was either chasing girls or selling weed so that I could buy girls something. Right. <laughs> I'm worried mean, about like, worried about girls. Yeah. Yeah. So. We've got to figure out a way to give people, like you said, opportunity. That That's what it is, man. And um, I posted this. this one guy that I like what he's doing. It's, it's a few people, but. Uh, this young guy, man, he's like 21 or 22 now. You know, he has this uh, group called the, the X for Boys, you know, new emerging King, I believe is his Instagram, you know, King Randall. And I love what he's doing, man. He's taking the youth, you know, and he's he's teaching them skills. You know what I mean? He's giving them life skills. He's giving them um, and he's just showing them a different way, you know, showing them a way outside of what they seen. Because, look, I'll give you an example. So my friend that's in uh, prison right now, right, he grew up in like one of, you know, a, a really bad hood, you know. And um, so he 
he ended up linking up with us, right? And all he knew was the streets, you know what I mean? You know, shooting and robbing and, you know, killing and this and that. And, you know, he came around us and he, and he came on tour with us and, you know, he got to see a, a different side of life. You know what I mean? He got to see that there's life outside of your hood. You know what I mean? There's opportunity outside of your hood. A lot of people, you know, feel stuck. It's like they're in prison mentally. They're enslaved mentally. You see what I'm saying? And that's why when somebody comes along like Black Lives Matter that say we for black people, we for liberating black people, they like all for it because, you know, who else is who else has went there and, and, and showed them a way and gave them opportunity to see something different? You see what I'm saying? And see a way out of where they're at. So, yeah, so I showed we showed him a different side of life. And then he's like, bro, like, I love you guys. You guys showed me something different, something different than what I knew my whole life. You know, my mom is a gangbanger. You know what I mean? All my family's gang, his whole family, uncles, everybody like notorious, you know, gangbangers. You know what I mean? Like, that's what he comes from. You know, that's in his blood, you know? So we showed him a different side of life. And then, you know, he was like, man, bro, I'm so glad you guys showed me a different way, bro. Like you guys showed me a different way, you know, but he ended up straying back that, you know, down that path. Once we kind of let the music go, you know, we, we weren't really into the music anymore. So, um, yeah, man, but you just got to show people something different, man. I, I really believe that, you know, and we got to show people that, you know, that it's, it's, it's cool to be in a household with your mom and your dad, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, single mothers, you know, God bless them. You know, God bless them, but it but it shouldn't be that way. You know, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be that way. How how come? I hate, I hate to pick on LeBron, but how come people like LeBron, who I'm sure was is probably one of the hardest working men alive, doesn't realize that that if he would have made excuses or believed his rhetoric as a young man, that he would have never gotten to where he was. What, why can't he, do, do you see what I'm saying? He's part, there's, there's these really uber successful um, black people in all facets of life. And instead of like sharing the recipe to their success. Right. Yeah. They, I, I posted about that. Yeah. <laughs> why is that? Why can't they see that? Or do they see that? And they're scared of the mob too. Right. That I think is more, I think, you know, with, with, with people like LeBron, you know, I do believe it's things like that. Maybe he's scared to lose his endorsements. You know, he's scared to lose his uh, portion, a portion of his fan base, but he's not scared to lose the other portion of his fan base, you know, to where he says, you know, white people this and white people that. He don't care about that. So it's like, you know, to me, man, these people want us to stay ignorant, period, point blank. They want us to stay ignorant. They want us to stay in the poverty mentality. You know, they want us to feel like, Cause, it, cause if they if they wanted different, then they would show us different. Show me how you became a billionaire. Show me, okay? You are a black man. You became a billionaire. Show me as a black man how to become a billionaire. Other than sitting around complaining, saying that we aren't free, we aren't free, we this, we that. Like, dude, if 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 you're not just gonna play basketball and not get into politics, then please don't don't. You know, if you if you're gonna speak, man, show us the way. Right. Don't sit here and make excuses for us. Yes. Don't make excuses for us, man. Show us a way out. Because then people will start making excuses for themselves. Right. Right. People want to mimic LeBron. 
Right. He's successful. He's handsome. The world is is his oyster. And so, oh, so if I do like LeBron and complain, then maybe I can get to where he's at. <laughs> right. When when I guarantee you, he wasn't complaining. No, he was working hard to get where he where he got. Right. Oprah, all these people, man, like they, it's just it's disgusting. All these these congresswomen, you know what I mean? It's like that made it to where they are. It's like, you know, and then they get there. And now you hate America, you know. Now you hate America. Now America is the worst place ever. But come on, man. Do you ever get concerned that your identity will become wrapped up with fighting these people? <laughs> do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like the Republicans, their part of their identity is like not to like the Democrats, and part of the Democrats' identity is not to like the Republicans. When really it shouldn't be like that. Their identity right. should be able to be pushing forward for what's the best. Do you ever get concerned? Right. Like, oh shit, I'm making, uh, I've made a life of fighting these these people, and so now I'm kind of, I kind of need these people. Not really, man. I don't even think of things like that. For me, okay. it's just like, look, man, I want America to thrive. I want the people in it to thrive. You know, um, I love America. It, it wasn't always like that. You know, I used to hate America. I used to hate cops, you know, all of that ignorant stuff, you know. Me too. So, you know, yeah, it it for me, it's like, man, look, if it's Democrat, if it's Republican, and, and they come, you know, they trying to push this stuff on kids and they pushing Marxism and communism. That's who I'm, you know, aiming my sights at, period, point blank. It does not, that does not matter to me. Like I said, Trump's the one that got me, you know what I mean? And he just so happened to, you know, run on that ticket, you know, the Republican. So it's like, you know, and, and another, oh, for me, why I could, but this is one thing for me, why I could never vote for a Democrat. Let me tell you why. This is one of the biggest reasons for me. There's many reasons, but this is one of the biggest reasons because they're for abortion. I'm against abortion. I will never be for abortion, like period. So that I, I can't even see down that way. But but my thing is even fighting this critical race theory stuff, like I said, if there's Republicans getting on, on, on board with this stuff, they getting it too, period, point blank. You're getting it too because I see the agenda you're pushing. I know what's behind it. I know what's woven into the curriculum. You know what I mean? So I don't care about that, you know, the, the party stuff and this. And you know what I mean? It just so happens that's who's pushing it on us right now. The Democrats are the one pushing this stuff. Right. So if I see some Republicans coming on board and people, show, you know, sending me stuff, Republicans getting on board with this stuff. Hey, you know, you can get it, too. <laughs> um, the numbers around. um Blacks who have abortions are staggering. I just saw them a couple of months ago. Uh, it was for every thousand black skinned babies born, five hundred are aborted. That, right. Uh, that 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 you know, a really it, hard thing to process. And then there's been over like over twenty million. You know, there's been over twenty million babies aborted, uh, black babies aborted since uh, what nineteen seventy three, I think it is. So someone told me the other day they were um, they were uh, they're Democrat and they are they were pro-choice and they said, hey, I'm now pro-life. And I go, oh, what happened? What, what what's what's the switch that flipped in you? And he goes, well, the argument always was is that it's a woman's body and she it's her right. And I was like, OK. And he goes, but then I just realized something once they it's their right to have sex or not have sex. 
And as soon as they have unprotected sex and they get pregnant, that, that right now goes away. Now they're, they're responsible for the baby that's inside of them. Right. And I'd never heard that explained to me like that. And I was like, wow, that's some, and he's, he's still a Democrat, but, but he, he's not rolling. He's now, he's now against abortion. And I thought right. it's a really sensitive topic with people. It is. It really, it really, I, I understand why it is. You know, I, I get it. Like, you know, people are like, okay, is it murder at this month? Is it murder at that month? Where is it murder at? You know? And my thing is like, why are we discussing what month is murder at, man? Oh, with that, uh, they, they keep saying fetus, you know what I mean? Fetus means baby. So it's like, you know, it doesn't matter what, what you want to call it, man. It's like life is life, man. You're taking it. Like you got here through that way. Okay. You wouldn't be here if somebody would have aborted you. Okay. You wouldn't be here. You know, you got here growing in your mom's womb. It took your, your mother and your father to come together, you know, and then you came. Okay. So it's like, I, I'm just, you know, when you, when you, yeah, man, that, that's how I feel about it. You know, I'll never be for abortion. You know, in the past, I was like, you know, you know, whatever about it. But now you have that, kids. Right. I got kids now. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, man. That's what I want to show people too. the beauty of actually having having children, man. It, it is amazing. You see little yous, man. It is beautiful. It is so amazing. Dude, I cried on camera one time when I was watching the video about to go on the news. I was doing an interview. And they played the video of me and my daughter, um, the TikTok video, man. And I, I, I cried. I started crying because I'm like, this is so beautiful. I, for some reason, I was able to take myself out of it and just look at, you know, the pure moment, you know, a father and daughter, you know, and, and I literally cried, man. I'm, I'm so glad that tape didn't get used. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy about that. But yeah, man, it's, it's a beautiful thing, you know, but we also got to look at, you know, and this is something that. We got to look at the other side, too. Right. And that is once the baby gets here, because a lot of people fight for, you know, the baby getting here. But what about when the baby get here, man? We got to make sure that we're doing things that is helping the babies once they're here. You know, and that's that's one thing a lot of uh, uh, Republicans and, 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 you know, things not really talking about. They, they more so on the, the, the pro-life and, and stopping abortion. But what about once the baby get here? You know, what if the what if the mother don't want the child, you know? Um, yeah, we, we got to fight more for that too. You know, how did you, um, stumble upon God? What was the, what did you have? a uh, well, like I said, my, my grandfather was, uh, you know, he was a pastor, you know, he was a preacher and, you know, growing up when I was, you know, since I can remember we was going to church on, you know, Sunday and things like that. Like every Sunday, my mom and dad would try to take us to church or whatever. Um, so yeah, it was always there. You know, even on even on the other side, on, on my mom's side of the family, you know, that that was more of the crazy side of my family. You know, the gangs and, you know, starting of gangs and things like that. But even on that side, you know, they eventually came around um, to the Bible and, and, and Christianity. And, you know, so I, it, it had always been around. It's like, you know, but you run from it, you know, you run from it when you're when you're younger. And, you know, um that's what we did. You know, we were more interested in, you know, <laughs> you know, girls and things like that, you know? So you didn't have a moment. Your kid wasn't born. You weren't in handcuffs. 
You uh, yeah, it was. It there was. Wasn't like there a, was dark oh, God, moments. Please yeah, get me no, out of this shit. I'm so no, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. There was some extremely uh, dark moments, and you know, the more people learn about me, the more I'll put out. You know, here and there. You know what I mean? I don't want to give my whole life story on here right now, but yeah, there was there was some really dark moments that led up um, that led up to me getting back around to God. You know, and getting back into the Bible and and you know, learning church history and early church and things like that. Do you work out? Uh, no. What? No, I was honestly, man, my, my working out growing up was just, you know, on the stage, man. That's, you know, um, what do you, don't do any exercise, Corey? No, I do walking and things. Yeah. Do a little like <laughs> you do hold a six pound kid for time. Right. Then that, you know, I, I got, that's what keep me, you know, super busy, man. Honestly, like I said, I got a one month old, I got a three year old and I got a six year old, you know what I mean? So that's all the exercise, you know, you need right there, you know, but I see you, man. I see, is that your, that's, that's your kid that you post like on the skateboard and yeah, you know, yeah. doing all that. So that's awesome, yeah. man. That's, that's like, I was in the skate when I was younger, man. We skated for like, like maybe eight years, you know, something like eight, nine years. We used to love skateboarding, man. My, my brother actually just got me a, a skateboard. I'm trying to get back on it, but um, yeah, man, that that was fun growing up too. Are you going to homeschool your kids? That man, it looks like it's heading toward that way, man. If we can't find schools that's not going to be pushing this stuff, and it looks like they are pushing really hard. Um, I'm actually trying to get up out of California right now, though, but. Um, just cause it, it looks like this place is going downhill, man. I, I'll be honest. I, you know, it, it look, it's looking really bad, you know, in California, in, in my opinion, man, it, it really is, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I wish, you know, I could say I grew up man. I love it. I love it, man. This is all I know. I don't know nothing else. I've been to other States. Like I said, I've been, you know, touring and, and I've been all around, you know what I mean? But, and I always would be like, man, I want to get back home. Like, it's nothing like California. Like, the weather is nothing like here. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't really want to be anywhere else. But now it's like, now I got a family, man. I got to think about them. It's like, do I want to raise them in around these different types of things that's happening? And, you know, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm, I think we, we, we're part of the, the exodus, you know? I, I I have some friends. They have uh, two kids, two sons. Um, one's a little bit older than my son by a few months. One's a little younger. And uh, my three sons and and these two boys were looking at a book on my kid's bed. And it's a big old picture book. And uh, they had the picture book open. And it's like these two kids all over this playground playing. And there's this one kid going down. And, and, and so my kids aren't in school. That I don't let them in for that same reason. Like anything they were first, they were in a homeschool program that was kind of closed down because of the COVID response. And they would send home some books on, on uh, race relations and LGBTQ stuff. And mm. like, I would filter all that stuff out. Like, I don't, mm. like I'm not indoctrinating my kids. Right. If, right. His penis will tell him whether he wants boys or girls. Right. They'll, his, his judgment will tell him what, you know, color he wants his friends to be. But anyway, they're looking at this book and there's a boy going down a sl- and, but these other kids do go to school and they go to school mm. in a very, very liberal area where they're taught all that stuff every single day. Everything's based on that. So there's this boy going down a slide and my son goes, and my kids love this game. Cause they'll be like, I'm that kid. I'm that kid. I'm that kid. And my son points to the kid going down the slide. And one of the other kids who's been indoctrinated goes, you can't be that kid. And my son goes, why? And he goes, cause he's black. And my son's like, 
what? You know mm. what I mean? Wow, and wow. And I'm sitting there watching because he's been taught there's black kids and there's white kids. Right, right. To, to stop racism. Right. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm standing at the doorway. I keep my mouth completely shut. My kids never bring it up again. I don't bring it up again to them again. Like, like, and I'm just like, wow, I just saw a living example of how teaching them, like, he's, he's six. He could be whatever the fuck he wants. Right. That's, that's he so. He wants to be the kid going down the slide. Yeah, man, that that's so destructive, you know, but that's what they want to do. You know, they want us to see each other through those lenses. They want us to feel like like I can only be like growing up, you know, the Power Rangers. Right. I wanted to be the Red Power Ranger. You know what I mean? I didn't look at him as being, you know, white or, you know, whatever. You know, also uh, uh, Jason, uh, I think he was white, the white Power Ranger, too. I wanted to be the white and the red one. You know what I mean? But then they had the black Power Ranger, too, and my, and my brother wanted to be that one. You know what I mean? But we didn't look at it like, oh, it's because he black and it's because he white. But that's how they want us to see it, man. They want you us wanted to their see powers, like right? Right. You like just wanted moves. to be them. They were awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know, they were yeah. awesome, man. So, you know, but that's the lenses they want us to see everything through. They want us to see everything through the lens of race. You know, and that is that is what Martin Luther King was fighting against, man. Judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. You know, and it's like that. That's what I want to raise my children. That's what we should be raising our children up, man. Keeping these calls, but um, yeah, you don't want your child. You don't want your child to be held back by, you know, uh, believing that they're they're oppressed, man, or that they're oppressors. Like it's just it's so destructive, man. It is so destructive and disgusting. And uh, yeah, man, it, it's it's. I got, another, I got another example. A friend of mine came uh, came over to my house. He goes, hey, I was just at Whole Foods. I go, yeah. He goes, I had a black checker. I'm like, and? And he goes, I would have fucking never known I had a black checker a year ago. This shit's getting into my fucking head. And I'm like, wow. I hear you. Wow. That's I'm like, Why crazy. the fuck do I care? And, and he goes, and the whole time they're checking me out, I'm asking myself, does this guy think I'm a white supremacist? Does this guy think I'm a white supremacist? I'm like, my man. God. Yeah, I, I've, I've had people hit me. Yeah. The minds. And I'm like, this is fucking nuts. Because I just wanted to just fucking be like, yo, what's up, dude? How was your day? And get the fuck out of there. And instead, I'm having this huge psychological trip while I'm at the cashiers at Whole Foods. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's dude. crazy. Can you still see? You can still see me and hear me? I see your perfect skin, buddy. Okay, it's I'm saying recording right failed. There was an issue, and then it says restart. So I don't know, like, just tell him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I So mine's still recording, so look what I'm going to Well, do. it's, it's up on my screen right now. Like, that's what it's showing me, and that's it. It's just saying, like, there was an issue with 